This is Philip Schoenfeld, Editor-in-Chief of Evidence-Based GI, discussing this month's summary from Dr. Swati Patel of the University of Colorado, who summarized the recent Nordic study group trial entitled Effect of Colonoscopy Screening on Risks of Colorectal Cancer and Related Death, which was published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Dr. Patel's summary was entitled Colonoscopy Reduces CRC Incidence and CRC-Related Mortality, if you get it. Generally, we pause here to discuss why this matter is important. In this case, this study has generated quite a bit of controversy because the lay media has reported the top-line result that colonoscopy did not reduce colorectal cancer incidence in the trial. That's really a misstatement. And thus, I'm going to start by emphasizing key bullet points before reviewing Dr. Patel's abstract in detail. The key points are, this is a randomized control trial comparing a mailed invitation to get a screening colonoscopy versus no care. In other words, study participants in these Northern European countries received a packet in the mail with an invitation to get a colonoscopy for colon cancer screening along with an information packet and an informed consent if they wanted to participate. Ultimately, only 42% of the patients that received the mailed invitation underwent colonoscopy. However, based on the original trial design, all people that received a mailed invitation were considered the study intervention group. Obviously, the 58% of people in that group who chose not to get a colonoscopy we're not going to get any improvement or decreased risk in colorectal cancer incidence. So the key point here then is that in the adjusted per protocol analysis, only individuals who underwent colonoscopy were compared to the no care group. For the individuals who underwent colonoscopy, their risk of colorectal cancer was reduced by 30% and their risk of death from colorectal cancer was reduced by 50%. A third key point is that at the time this study was conducted back in 2009 in these Northern European countries, the quality of colonoscopy for colon rectal cancer screening was frankly suboptimal. The adenoma detection rate in these patients, or excuse me, in the endoscopists who perform these endoscopies was only 30.7%. And in fact, it ranged from a low of 14.4% in Sweden to 27% in Norway, to 35% in Poland. And prior reports noted that 29% of study endoscopists had an ADR with a uh, an ADR below 
25%, which is considered the minimum threshold for adequate performance of screening colonoscopy. So again, what are the key points here? One, this study did not compare colonoscopy to no colonoscopy for reducing colorectal cancer incidence. It compared receiving a mailed invitation to get colonoscopy versus no care. When you actually look at the subgroup who got a mailed invitation and got a colonoscopy, they had significant reductions in their colorectal cancer risk and their risk of colorectal cancer-related death. And this is despite the fact that the quality of these colonoscopies based on ADR was suboptimal. Okay, let's take a step back and discuss why this study is so important. First, I also want to commend the investigators who performed this study. In the Northern European countries where this was conducted, meaning Norway and Sweden and Poland, there was discussion of initiating population-based colorectal cancer screening with colonoscopy that would be initiated with mailed invitations to the population. Based on that planned approach, it was reasonable for the investigators to design the trial the way that they did. And it's important to have this randomized controlled trial because we have not had a randomized control trial with colonoscopy compared to no care that demonstrated decreases in colon cancer incidence or colon-related death. To date, we've relied on prospective cohort studies to understand the effectiveness of colonoscopy to do this. So having an RCT that shows that patients randomized to get colonoscopy and who ultimately got it did have a reduction in colorectal cancer incidence is important. Let's go back to the details of this study. Again, this study, which was entitled the Nordic trial for the Nordic European initiative on colorectal cancer is considered a pragmatic multicenter RCT. That means that patients were identified from the population-based uh, health registries and were randomized one to two to either get a mailed invitation to undergo a colonoscopy for colon cancer screening. And in that invitation also received an information packet and an informed consent versus no care, meaning that a control group was identified from the health registries but these individuals received no information, were never even really notified that they were the control group in this randomized controlled trial. Again, this was conducted in Poland, Norway, and Sweden. It was also conducted in the Netherlands, but due to Dutch law, the investigators from the Netherlands were unable to share their outcome data, so they were not included in the data report. Now, study patients were aged 55 to 64 who had not undergone any prior colorectal cancer screening. Anybody with a history of colon cancer was excluded. And ultimately, they had 84,000 participants who were either identified as controls or mailed an invitation between 2009 and 2014. Again, the primary outcome was the risk of colorectal cancer and death from colorectal cancer was a secondary follow-up. This report discusses the results at 10 years, and a priori, there is a planned follow-up analysis 
at 14 years. Of the 28,000 plus individuals who were sent a mailed invitation to get screening colonoscopy, again, only about 12,000 or 42% actually completed a colonoscopy. 259 of these individuals were diagnosed with colorectal cancer over a median follow-up of 10 years. And of the 56,000 plus controls in the usual care arm, 622 were diagnosed with colon cancer over 10 years of follow-up. Thus, in the intention to screen analysis, meaning where you include all the people who received that mailed invitation, colorectal cancer incidence was actually 0.82, or about 18% less, compared to the usual care population. The relative risk for colorectal cancer-related mortality was 0.90, but for this, the 95% confidence interval went from 064 to 1.16. In other words, it wasn't a statistically significant reduction in colorectal cancer-related mortality. Now, just to pause and provide some context, it's actually rather impressive that just receiving a mailed invitation to get a colonoscopy was associated with an 18% reduction in colorectal cancer incidence when you also consider that only less than half of the people who received that mailed invitation actually got a colonoscopy. As noted earlier in the adjusted per protocol analysis, where you only assess patients who actually underwent colonoscopy versus usual care, the relative risk for colorectal cancer incidence was 069 which equates to about a 30% reduction in colon cancer incidence and colorectal cancer-related mortality was 0.5, which means about a 50% reduction in colon cancer-related mortality. Now, it's also important to look at the quality indicators for colonoscopy as performed in this study. 91% of the patients who underwent colonoscopy had a good or very good bowel prep. 97% had sequel intubation. And again, the adenoma detection rate overall by these endoscopists was 30.7%. However, it's unclear from this report if the patients with a poor prep or failed sequel intubation actually had repeat colonoscopy. And I'd note that although the mean ADR of study endoscopists was 30.7%, prior reports about this study revealed that actually 29% of study endoscopists had an ADR below the minimum threshold of 25%. It's likely that improvements in the quality of colonoscopy performance would be associated with even larger reductions in colorectal cancer incidence. It's actually encouraging that this randomized control trial showed that the colonoscopy procedures in the study were effective. I think what is particularly important to recognize when discussing our own practices, thus, is how important it is for us to perform high-quality colonoscopies with high adenoma detection rates, and that when this second report comes from this trial with 15 years of follow-up, we may even find better reductions in colorectal cancer incidence compared to the usual care group 
in people who underwent colonoscopy. Ultimately, multiple ongoing RCTs comparing colonoscopy to fecal immunochemical tests are underway in both U.S. Veterans Affairs Medical Centers and also in different European countries. And I think those studies will probably provide much more comprehensive data about the long-term effects of colonoscopy on CRC incidence and mortality. And again, hopefully the key points emphasized at the beginning of this podcast will help you explain to patients why they should not be dissuaded from getting colorectal cancer screening based on the more sensationalized reports from the lay media. Again, I do want to actually compliment the investigators because they designed a trial that was reflective of the healthcare setting in Poland, Norway, and Sweden back in 2009 earlier for their plan for population-based CRC screening. Notably, after this trial was completed in 2014, the Netherlands switched to a population-based fecal immunochemical test screening. And in the next podcast for this month's evidence-based GI, we'll be reviewing their data, which showed significant reductions in post-colonoscopy colorectal cancer for every percentage point increase in adenoma detection rate in their population of patients who underwent colonoscopy after having a positive fecal immunochemical test. I hope you'll tune in to that podcast as well. With that, signing off, this is Philip Schoenfeld, Editor-in-Chief of Evidence-Based GI.